I know the exact voice. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so I call bullshit on you, Nono. <laughs> Just to clarify, did you shit yourself? Uh, no, no, no. Hello and welcome to Patchwork, a podcast where three old friends sit around, tell stories and sew a new patch into their quilt of friendship. There's a full ball of thread, but we don't quite know what we're sewing. So, welcome to Patchwork. My name is Dion and with me as always is Christian. Welcome to Patchwork. And Josh. Welcome to Patchwork. I was selling some stuff recently on Gumtree, the website that you use to sell things on. Thank you. Um, and I, like, I've bought a couple of things over the years. And so, when I made my ad, I made it as the perfect ad that I would want to read if I was buying something. So, I was selling some computer hardware. So, one of the items was essentially an old computer. So, it had all the different components. So, what I did in my ad, I said, this is the thing. It's this case. Here's a link to the manufacturer website with all the specs on it. Here's the CPU. Here's a link to the manufacturer website. Wow. Perfect. Just Amazing. Perfect. Everything in. So, instead of you having to copy paste all this stuff, I did it perfectly. I spent... Oh, it took me a time, but worth it, right? And then some, some other ads you see, it's just... Computer parts, iPhone, yeah. table, yeah, <laughs> yeah. nondescript table, yeah, and it was just the whole process. It really frustrated me that I took a bit of time to do stuff, but the people sending you a message, they don't even bother to reread nah. what they've sent you. Yeah, it's like missing words and stuff. They're like, "Hey, computer, ready sale?" <laughs> yeah, were you able to sell it? I did. I did sell it. It was a successful sale. And for how much? Um, I think I'm pretty sure I got it for what I wanted. I think I wanted like 80 or maybe it went for 70 or something like that. I guess that's the question then. Is it worth putting your time in? For these people who are selling Mm. table for $20, (laughs) they just go, this is table. If you want this table. Four leg. Yeah. Flat. (laughs) See, for me, my, when I see, you know how you can put in whether it's negotiable or not on Gumtree. When I see negotiable, my eyes light up. (laughs) Dion, you have quite a, a unique spending habit online today you came before the recording with a new gadget that you don't even need yeah it's very and you true. just purchased it because generally with most of the gadgets i buy i don't use them after the first time of buying them but i still don't have a regret in buying them in you the first place the, like almost by definition a gadget is something you're probably not going to use yeah, much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah it's true it's true so yeah i just i just i don't use them this particular one was a temperature sensor <laughs> Honestly, this thing, John. Links up to, links up to your phone. Of course, I've got a really cold house. My, my the walls in my house are like made of ice. Why, and- hang on, why can't you just use your sense of touch no. to know that it's cold? Because, because- hang, hang on, guys, I'm just going to check that it's cold. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> because I've really been struggling in this house to work out whether I'm hot or cold or what, or what the temperature oh, of the amazing. house is. Amazing. Yeah, it's the house, not yeah. you, you fucking weirdo. Hang on, hang on. Wouldn't it be great if I could... It links up... It's a, it's a smart sensor. So, isn't it... I'll show you bastards this and you'll want nuts. one. Like, I get it knowing the temperature outside. I'm going to go out. Should I take a jacket? Should I take a jumper? Yeah. You're in the house. No, you know the temperature. But, the, but because of this apartment, the conditions in the house are more hostile than outside. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> So, what I've also found really interesting about selling the items is the responses you get from people. I don't know what happens to these people. Mm. They, mm. they respond to you. And what I got was literally, hi, is this still available? And I was like, yep, sure is. And then Never it. heard from them. You know Never what? heard from Like a week went by. So, I went, yeah. so do you want to buy it or you just want to know it's in safe hands? Yeah. Like, <laughs> 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 you're just like, oh, I was just wondering, is this, is this, do you still own this? Yeah, I still, I still got it. It's good to know. Okay, we're good then. We're good. Yeah. Did you sell it to someone who's going to care for it? <laughs> yeah. 
Did it go to a good home? Oh, great question. Do you care about that? So if you're selling a couch that you've had for 10 years, do you oh. care about who you're selling it to? I feel like you would, Christian. Absolutely not. That's ridiculous. <laughs> really? That's a ridiculous sentiment to have, to know that it's going to a good home. You care, don't you, Josh? No, I don't, but I love... In your head, you've concocted this thing of someone coming <laughs> and going, can I make you? I'm going to take this. We're going to do porn shoots with yeah. this. It's going to be... Uh, <laughs> oh. It's going to be great. You're like, no, no, you're not allowed to take it. <laughs> it's so innocent. <laughs> no, I feel like, Josh, you care. I feel like recently, did you sell like a computer part where you were like, no, no, I want this to go to a good home. It was like a graphics card or uh, something. Oh, no, that was just because the guy who came was my old graphics card. And when the guy who came and bought it, he he stopped having a bit of a chat and he just sort of stood in the hallway. I was like, yeah. So, um, yeah, I've got this for my uh, my nephew. And I, I, I engaged great. it. I was like, yeah, it's been a really good card for me. You know, it plays stuff at really good resolution and stuff. I just had a bit of a chat. It was this weird thing of like, I don't, I don't really need this. Was he in your house? Yeah, yeah, he was. Yeah. Did you at all become a little concerned? Like, okay, right now, this guy's got his graphics card, but he's still inside my house. With cash as yeah. well. He's- Sorry, what is the concern here? Well, a lot of people are concerned when people come. That's the whole, that's my fear as really? well about selling online. A lot of people say, oh, be careful, they're going to be an axe murderer. Yeah. yeah. That's always that kind but of you know sentiment. It's because you instantly assess someone they come in the door. Oh, here's like a 50-year-old man in a trench coat jacket who's just clearly yeah. come from work. He's fine. Without an axe. <laughs> <laughs> Took my line. <laughs> I was, was going to say, well, stop selling axes then. <laughs> yeah. um, we had a situation on the weekend where my housemate advertised on Gumtree um, a bed that he was selling. Just and bed. A, uh, yeah, just, <laughs> yeah, just bed that he was selling. Um, and the guy came around and he was. we were both really struck by how normal and nice he was. <laughs> yeah. And he asked mm. to just, um, he, he, we put down the mattress and he laid on it for a bit. And Alex what? was- yeah, yeah, he, What? Yeah. That amazing. Of course. Do you mind if I just try all the mattress quickly? <laughs> Why? Sorry. It makes, it, it, makes, it makes complete sense. But it's still funny. It's, it's a hilarious image that he's rolling on his mattress. With you two standing yeah, there watching yeah. him. Yeah. It's also amazing that my housemate, it had this, it's this bit where you can detach, you know, and put it in the washing machine, the, sort of the oversheet. Well, it's kind of like a... It's got a zip. What kind of mattress it's, is It's this? an amazing mattress, a latex mattress. But he you was... You sold it, mate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but also, my housemate, after he left, this guy, my housemate said, my God, there are so many stains on that mattress that I should have washed out. <laughs> Just a quick aside, Josh, you're, you've been like an incredible old man the last couple of patches. <laughs> Just a couple of patches ago, you're talking about banknotes and yeah, the people yeah, on either yeah. side. Christian and I have been and wanting to confront you about <laughs> this, about and me. Now, this, and have, you got, have you got a... Have you got a Bone to pick, do you? <laughs> <laughs> just, just, we just want to tell you, stop being an old man about what, things. What is, what is your issue? I'm just I'm no, nice we, and we I'm friendly. Know, have we talked about this before? Like, I have uh, antiquated ideas about things. No, you just at? know so much about Australian history and and landmarks, and I bet you know a lot Bendigo about Bank. streets. <laughs> or the fact that I did, I kept my passbook till only a few years ago. Yeah. <laughs> Passbook? What's a passbook? You know the old bank accounts where you have a little physical passbook that they feed into the machine. It goes, eh, eh, oh eh, my and prints God. off your stuff. Do you and get really upset when you wait in a bank line? Um, no, I quite like physical banking. There you go. <laughs> I like it. I was asking. That's a, a trick day. question. You should be upset to wait in that line. It's a day trip for me. Yeah. <laughs> get dressed up, put my suit on, going down the bank today. <laughs> 
I remember as kids, we used to sell a lot. Well, we didn't, but our folks did. We used to sell a lot of our video games on the trading post. So, it was the idea was, you know, you finish playing with that, put on the trading post, and then, you know, then the people come by that and use that money to buy another game. And there was always this great moment of these people coming in and trialing these games. I just had these clear memories as a kid of just strangers coming in and pl- playing this game. Really? Yeah, cool. We'll take it. There you go. Uh, There's the money. That, off you that go. That is such a healthy relationship with objects because I used to play a game and keep it. And that, yeah. and, and I do I that now. Keep, yeah, you keep the game, but you've already played it. You may have finished it. You mm. can completely get rid of it. All of this just becomes like if if I'm not throwing those games away, it just becomes junk. Yeah, yeah. But, but then after a particular amount of time, it becomes vintage. Yeah. You know. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, they're all those old games. A lot of them, like the rare ones. Yeah, they are vintage antiques, pretty much. They're not antiques. <laughs> they're definitely not antiques. Antiques are post 100 years. Have you got a hundred-year-old console game, Josh? Is that a definition? I think so. Antiques oh, hundred years, so. isn't it? Such confidence. I think so. Don't you get? Isn't that what you get from a, a the Queen when you turn hundred? A, a, a certificate of authenticity of <laughs> being an antique. But couldn't an antique be just of of that nature? It's an old one of it. The problem is, is if you have the word antique, it's too open. So I went to a garage, actually a garage sale on the weekend, and they had. Like they wrote antiques on these 70s style furniture, like (laughs) on these couches and stuff. I was like, they're definitely not antiques, 100% not antiques. As most of you know, I own and operate a self-storage business. I own and operate a self-storage business. So (laughs) I have experienced firsthand how much junk people can accumulate. The idea of vintage is the longer you leave a piece of junk, the less valuable it becomes until suddenly it becomes valuable again. So vintage is this weird, strange concept where people are purchasing items that are no longer useful or practical. It's a really dumb decision that dumb smart people make well no because <laughs> there's also right. stuff for example when i opened up a unit the other day and i just immediately learned the type of person this guy that i was dealing with <laughs> so aside from all the walls that were lined with spoilers and mufflers <laughs> and aside from the framed poster of the 1990 drag racing national competition <laughs> i found a box of cds So, the first three I pulled out were as follows. Number one, a full tank of rock. (laughs) A compilation CD of rock hits associated with V8 supercar racing. Associated with V8. That was the tagline. That's the tagline of the CD. Next. I thought it'd be all all songs with the number eight in them. (laughs) Next, Matt Tilly's Gotcha Calls. (laughs) Oh on the CD, God. which was aptly titled The Final Call. <laughs> right? That was CD That's two insane. that this guy had kept. Number three, which is which is when I go, this is junk, mate. You don't need to pay for storage, was Every Morning, the single by Sugar Ray. <laughs> the single. <laughs> I have a very clear picture <laughs> yeah. of this man. Yeah. Definitely a man. Right. Definitely a man. Oh, that's great. I love that he thought, I need to keep this. I have. I can't just throw it out. Yeah. We've got to get some storage space. I've got to keep this stuff. But, but that- it's, it's, it's. I guess it's the thought that there's some time in the future that this will come in handy or that <laughs> I'll want to listen to this again. You could always host like a like TV quiz show thing where you open up someone's storage unit oh. and then you profile that person oh. based on what's in there. Christian, that's there's a great a, idea. There's a lineup of people you <laughs> yeah, have to yeah. choose from. Bur- Burjo's storage unit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this guy was such a caricature of what 
you would think of him. Yeah. He had... I, I just don't understand why he kept so much. He had about 30 old car CD players. Like what? From, from Money in those. Exactly right. What are you doing? Not even for spare parts anymore. They just exist now. Maybe yeah. he ran out of CD covers and he was just using them <laughs> to, to hold the CD so they wouldn't to get scratched. Matt Tilly Frank Cole <laughs> CD. <laughs> <laughs> They're all full of Matt Tilly Frank Cole volumes. Imagine that was his business. <laughs> The prank calls, they weren't confined. They, they, I feel like they were all over the radio when we were younger. Like, that was the thing to do. That was a segment that was just replicated and replicated and replicated. But, yeah, I guess there's only so much you can do on radio when you're, inter- when you're interacting with your, with your listeners. I was listening to the mor- this morning to the radio, listening to a sports radio program, and the kind of people that call up, they call up and go, Oh, good morning. I'm a Richmond supporter, and I, I can't believe that Richmond have been so poor in their performance this year. And I just I couldn't believe it. And where are you from, sir? I'm from Middlesbrough. It's <laughs> in England, but I love <laughs> AFL. I love Australian football. Well, that's great, Chad. That's great to hear. And uh, so uh, who do you go for? Who do you go for? Uh, I go for Richmond, oh, in, yeah. and I'm from Middlesbrough. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm um, getting up to watch today, Chair. You do, uh, do you have anything important going on in your life at all? Not, not really. I've got a tea on. I've got a tea on the mend at the moment, and I've got a tea on the boil as well. And I've got a boil on my tea. <laughs> So that's what I find amazing. So I listened to a bit of 3AW talk back as well. These people who call up in the middle of the day, I'm always just like, what are you, what's yeah. your day today? Yeah. Are you just sitting around the house waiting yeah. to call in? Yeah, if nuts. they don't sound like Dion's old man, there's no reason for them to be calling because yeah, Dion's yeah. old man is calling to s- occupy his day. Well, you know what's replaced these callers? Forums, internet forums. That's where you can get your shit out with people. But I guess there is a value in hearing people's voices and hearing how they interact. And But yeah, Christian, obviously your experience with forums, maybe you should go to Radio <laughs> Talk Back. Maybe that should be the place where you vent. Do it. Do a prank call to Doug. <laughs> and now it's time for another casual quest where Christian and Dion take part in a Dungeons and Dragons style choose your own adventure. The quest this week, Dion and Christian, you two are at a garage sale. And you've rushed down there to get a very specific, particular item. You spy it, a gentleman. He already has it in his hands. He's holding a 30 centimetre high glass hourglass (laughs) filled with sand. And you've broken one at home, so you've rushed out here (laughs) to pick up a new one. And you see he's, he's on his way to the desk to buy it. You've got to cut him off, intercept him, and get it off him before he buys it. Dion, what are you going to do? Does the garage sale have a PA system? <laughs> you, there is not a PA system as such, but you do spy on one of the tables being sold a big megaphone. Oh, yeah. mm. Antique megaphone. <laughs> <laughs> it's a gramophone. Yeah. <laughs> um, I guess I'd want to make an important announcement. Okay. Um, <laughs> evacuate, evacuate, <laughs> evacuate. Yoda looks t- across to you and goes, what are you doing? Put that down. Okay. And nothing happens. Christian, what are you going to try? Okay, Dion, do you mind working with me? And uh, what I'm planning to do is mm-hmm. I want you to cover his eyes. <laughs> cover his eyes! Then I'm going to take the hourglass out of his hands, yep. replace it with the <laughs> megaphone, and hopefully 
He's got no idea what happened. Okay, if I got something around me, Josh, that I can cover his eyes with. Um, there is a clothes rack around nearby. You a can... clothes rack to yeah. cover his eyes. No. <laughs> with clothes on it, you can. <laughs> Just a thin bar across yeah. his eyes. Yeah. Um, okay, so I guess I'm gonna hold that up in front of his the eyes. Whole rack. <laughs> the whole rack. Yeah, do it. Okay, if that's what he says. Okay, so so Dion rushes over to the clothes rack, <laughs> picks up the whole rack. Um, Christian's all preparing for his sneaky Indiana Jones style switcheroo but unfortunately the clothes rack is so big and cumbersome it actually doesn't cover just his eyes it's just up in front of him so, right. so Christian comes in from the side because like uh, what, are you, what are you doing can you not please and it doesn't work so you, you reset and think again do you want me to tell you what else is around go the room? for it yeah, sure. so around you there's a selection of antique car radios <laughs> <laughs> there's some vital records there's a trampoline um, and you've also got table and um, uh, some some lamps and table. stuff. <laughs> okay. And he's on his, he's, he's getting closer now. He's like, oh, going to buy this thing. Looking forward to the it. Trampoline. So you haven't. You know what's weird? You haven't even tried to interact with him. I find that strange. <laughs> yeah. Very we strange. Went weird straight away. What about what about just going up to him and saying, "Hey, I really like that hourglass. Can I can I please have it?" And he says, "Well, I actually really like it. So you'd have to offer me something much more significant for me to oh. part with it." Oh, we've been going dirty the whole time. <laughs> but he also does look you up and down very seductively when he says that to you. Oh, okay. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to go to the owner of the goods. Yes. And I'm going to say, look at how that man is seductively looking at my partner. Oh, wow. He is not someone you want to be selling those kind of goods to. Oh, Get him okay. out of here. So you are trying to besmirch the good name of, of the man with the hourglass. Of innocent man, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm, innocent I'm, man and I, table. I am now concerned neighbour number one <laughs> okay so the owner does glance across and think he's looking a bit bit strange that your friend over there I'm not I'm not too comfortable with this and, and their mood go, feel, go jump on the trampoline feel their mood I'm jumping, I'm jumping I'm jumping I'm jumping what are you doing to more seductive more seductive <laughs> I'm jumping I'm sh- I'm just uh, pull your top up <laughs> <laughs> go get it the, o- the guy holding the hourglass is besotted with <laughs> Dion oh yes he places down the hourglass and slowly in a mesmerised state moves towards Dion <laughs> Christian jumps across grabs the hourglass pays for it oh, and yeah. goes Dion, Dion, <laughs> stay there. Dion, Dion. <laughs> and as I leave, I trip and break the hourglass. <laughs> I used to perform in school plays when I was at high school, and so much so, actually, in fact, that I was elected the enviable position of drama captain oh, of my high school. Thank you. Long before that, when I was in year nine, I participated in a mixed school play called Freedom of the City. It's an Irish play, and I played Policeman. Thank you. Policeman. Table, so th- table played table. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but this is like a really big deal for me, because not only was it the first time that we got to perform with an all-girls school, but the plays were generally for the most senior students, and to be involved at such a young age was a rarity. I'm just surprised you weren't cast as the captain of the footy club. <laughs> <laughs> So the plays <laughs> the plays run went fairly well and of course as school kids do whenever they finish performances they have an after party. So this after party for me was going to be particularly special because it was going to be my first house party yeah. and really my first time drinking. Mm. What year so what year was this? It's all very coming of age. I was 15, year 9. Yep, you know. Oh, right. Um, so the party is being hosted by this female crew member from two year levels above me. 
And the entire idea of the party was amazing. It was just partying with older kids, something that you can like hang your hat on for ages. You can tell the people in your year level, like, yeah, I went to this party, two years older than me, whatever. So the memories of that night still really stick with me and everyone else at that party. <laughs> when we arrived at the party, I remember noticing that it was this really big house, but in an old Victorian style. So we all went to the backyard where there was this tennis court and a pool and the family ordered pizzas and we began celebrating. Now, I was a 15-year-old at the time. And as I said, my relationship with alcohol was only beginning. And what was your relationship with the pizzas? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Our 60th. <laughs> I think it was a uh, diamond at that point. <laughs> so I remember bringing, um, I remember bringing a six pack of beer, and an older student bought a bottle of vodka for me, just for you. Yeah, well, I, I, you know, you kind of he kind of put the order out. What do you it's want? Amazing. I said bottle of vodka because fifteen. I, yeah. Because I was trying to mimic yeah, what I'd course. seen in movies. So I started to just scull this vodka. Jesus. And in the space of about 10 minutes, I probably got through a quarter of oh. the bottle of vodka. So for the next half an hour, I enjoyed the night as much as I could, making sure to kind of eat as much free pizza as a fat <laughs> 15-year-old Italian boy would. And at one point in time, I just started to sweat. And I was sweating a lot. And then I could feel my stomach start to grumble. And in my head, I'll, it was the kind of same sensation as needing to go to the toilet. Bloody pizza. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that's what I did. I went to the toilet. <clears throat> I walked myself to their antique bathroom. Clo- <laughs> <laughs> closed and locked the door. Mind you, it was, locked. An, it was an olden style door and it required a key to lock. Oh. And the key, w- But the key was in the door. So I locked it. I sat on the toilet. And the grumbling just started to deepen. And at almost the exact moment that I began to poop, I started projectile vomiting outward against the wooden door. It was an absolute onslaught of fluid. I couldn't control my body. Vomit and poo at the same time. I couldn't turn my face around to vomit in the bowl because it was already being occupied. So the best that I could do was just aim at the floor, the door... The walls, the candles, the potpourri, and from what witnesses would tell me in future days, the ceiling as well. At one point in time during the exorcism, my body gave way and I collapsed into this vomit river on the floor. I must have lay there for about an hour before people became suspicious. All this time, I continued just vomiting onto the floor. I just couldn't move. I was paralyzed by this wave of intoxication that had hit me. Very distinctly, I remember hearing knocks at the door as people asked whether I was all right. A couple of laughs, a bit of chatter. But despite how drunk I was, I still felt all this shame. (laughs) Mostly as well because the only noise I could muster was... uh, uh, (laughs) I'm I'm sailing on Vomit (laughs) River. (laughs) I know the exact voice. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) After a few return visits, though... The knockers, they kind of cottoned on that something was wrong and I could hear lots of voices on the other side of the door and more and more vo- voices growing. Uh. <laughs> but the gro- I kept making the noise. The, gro- the, the knocking became more intense though and then they tried to turn the door handle and they kind of pleaded with me. It's like, Christian, unlock the door, mate. Unlock the door. Just, you know. Like they're talking to a dog. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, mate, come on. Just, just unlock and we'll, we'll get in. We'll help you. But with all of my might, I was trying to muster standing to my feet and I finally kind of got up there and I grabbed at the key that was inside the door and with this like renewed wave of lightheadedness, I fell backwards, pulled the key from the door and smashed my forehead against the porcelain of the toilet, cracking it. 
I passed out again. Jesus. I then remember opening my eyes to the sound of people trying to unscrew the hinges off the door. In this blind state of confusion and still intermittently vomiting, but at this point in time, I was just vomiting wherever my mouth is pointed. (laughs) I grabbed the key from amongst the vomit and from my position strewn out on the floor, I reached my arm up, put the key into the locking mechanism and turned it. I collapsed back onto the floor as the door swings completely open. I remember hearing the girls kind of shriek this little bit and, and just a lot of fast movement. Oh, isn't it? Doesn't it look cute? <laughs> Some of the old boys came to my rescue and p- tried to pull me out of the vomit. One grabbed into my pants. Get him out of the vomit. Yeah. Get him out there. They have your human shape. Yeah. Come on, son. Come on. <laughs> One grabbed into my pant pocket, extracted my phone and dialed for the name that said Dad. Great idea. Great idea. The other one was tasked with trying to pull up my pants, which was still, at this point in time, underpants and all around my ankles. I was lying, wrapped around the toilet bowl, in front of the cast and crew, painted head to toe in my own vomit, facing ass out with my pants around my ankles. (laughs) Oh, my God. That was the first time that I ever... Got drunk. Oh my god! But you, you just your body just has no understanding. Nah. You just have no concept of this is how much I should drink. This is what this does to me. One little tidbit of extra information that you might find valuable. Dad wasn't even that grumpy with me. I think it was kind of this thing like, what can you do? Yeah. So I, I got in the car and I was just passed out. This beautiful feeling of getting in the car and just take me home. The funny thing was that normally that would be a thing that my mum would come and pick me up from. Wasn't sorry. Weren't you covered in vomit? Yeah, and you just head sat to in toe. the car. Just sat in the car. Italian oh, fam. No. Italian families presumably have plastic all over the yeah, seats, yeah, don't yeah, they? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just slid right off. <laughs> um, but the funny thing was, that's normally something that my mum would come and do, just pick me up late at night. But mum was being occupied by my sister, who had come home vomiting from being drunk as well. Incredible. Both underage, both vomiting. Both ending up at home and fighting over the same toilet bowl. <laughs> but, but you know what's really interesting is that your dad clearly knew, like, he's had punishment enough. Yeah. Like, yeah. He's, me yelling is not going to do it. He yeah. knows he fucked but up. But yeah, really good parenting because kids do that to rebel and they get do that to get a reaction out of their parents as well. Whereas your dad was like, no, nah, I'm not going to give him a Sorry, reaction. He's an idiot. I don't think Chris got a blackout drug, shitting himself, <laughs> vomiting everywhere, smashing his head on a toilet bowl was to get back <laughs> at his folks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just to clarify, did you shit yourself? Uh, no, no, no. No, yeah, his pants were down. Sorry. Yeah, okay, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I'd hate for Christian's reputation to be tarnished because of this story. I don't know. All shit went in the bowl, but I never wiped. The cracked bowl. And <laughs> <laughs> you haven't wiped to this day. Yeah, yeah. Um, how damaged was the toilet? Was it uh, like... Oh, the, the amazing thing is that this story just permeated yeah. through my year level, the opposing female, the girl school's year level, oh and God. then above. And it just this infamous story. And to be honest, it never really affected my reputation. It was more Slucky. so, it was like, oh, you're that guy that completely destroyed. You're that, that guy. Yeah, I'm that, you're that guy. guy. <laughs> oh, shit. Did you break any windows while you're there, yeah, Christian? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised. I'm also questioning that a story like that didn't affect your reputation. I'm just wondering what you did to like preceding that. Like what what would like if that didn't if that didn't affect your reputation? Oh, that was just on par with the rest of the things that I was doing. <laughs> That's yeah. exactly what I wanted to what hear. Or on so par with much. everyone else at the school. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. 
But um, but the funny thing was as well, I thought I was so cool the day after because <laughs> why? But no, but the thing is that my mum and dad were like, we're gonna take them out and get some breakfast because they're both very hungover, and I was there kind of my my head in my hands with these sunglasses on, yeah. and just kind of pushing my head through my hair, oh, to be like, great. yeah, big night, mate. <laughs> just a long black for me. <laughs> For me, it's always the same problem. If I drink too much and I haven't had enough food that night and I don't drink enough water, I'm fucked. You have fucked horrible hangovers. I have yeah. dreadful hangovers. Yeah. They're shocking. So much so that you... <laughs> <laughs> Two of my favourite words that have been highlighted. Because um, you just don't drink that much when you go out. You're like, nah, I'll feel like shit the next day. It's not worth it to me. Um, no, it's, that's, it's actually not the thinking. It's well, more that's that what I you tell me. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's more that I don't turn my mind to thinking I've got to keep up with water. But I think the best thing to do... Drink of alcohol, drink of water, you'll be fine. Yeah, that is the best thing to do. One of our mutual friends actually gave us a really great tip, which I've started employing. So He's, Dan- he's a pharmacist. Yeah, yeah Daniel's yeah, yeah. a pharmacist. And Daniel told us, before you go to bed, pop yourself a hydrolyte before yep. you go to bed. Not in the morning. Bef- yep. Before You listen to everybody? Before, before you go to bed. Before you go to bed. <laughs> You'll feel a million times better in the morning. And you know what, Daniel? Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you so, so much. You're 100% right. Um, my hangover cure, which I learned at a first aid course... At uni, when the guy was, and some of us were hungover, he's like, have a can of Coke and a Mars bar, it'll sort you out. Replaces everything you need. And I stuck to that. That's pretty good. <laughs> in, in the morning? Yeah, the day after. Just Do you do that religiously? Really? Yeah, pretty you much. go and get a Mars bar uh, from no, the chemist. I, no, no, I pre-buy it. Ah, yeah, good. Yes. I know, it's already there. Catacoke's waiting, Mars bars waiting, ready to go. And my friends can attest this. Every every year at Meredith and Golden Plains camping festivals, I'm there with a can of Coke and a Mars bar in the yeah. morning. Yeah. A lot of people think. A lot of th- people think that greasy foods like greasy. greasy. Gre- gre- did I say greasy? You mean greasy? Yeah. Not greasy. greasy. What bad, like food that looks at you a bit <laughs> a bit wrong. Um, a lot of people think that that greasy foods help <laughs> greasy. Absor- greasy foods help absorb the alcohol. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, yeah, I think they do. Sorry, people, sorry, yeah. Josh, are you having a go at me for mispronouncing something? <laughs> yes, I am, because you are mispronouncing a word. Oh, God, greasy day on. <laughs> um, one of the worst hangovers I ever had was back when I used to work at Safeway, sort of late school, early uni, and I worked New Year's Day, which is really good money, but obviously yeah. mm. New Year's Eve, I'd been out drinking. It was like the longest three and a half hours yep. of my life. Mm. I was up the front. The sun was beating in through the windows, scanning items, getting so sweaty and overheated. Oh. I didn't have a drink of water or anything. And you know how the bag packers and I had at the time, those little sponge water yes. pads to, to wet your fingers. <gasps> oh, I was contemplating no. like, do I need to drink this? Do I? <laughs> I did I didn't. But on my break, I just went into the cool room oh, and just no. sat there and went, oh my God, this feels amazing. Sorry, that visual of Josh picking up that <laughs> pad of water and just and smelling it first and going, Ugh, and yeah. then just sort of putting it, like just licking it a little bit. It's <laughs> like a cat. Desert. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's nuts. And now it's time for Oh Wow of the Week. Oh wow. Oh wow. Oh wow. Do you know the origin of the phrase fair dinkum? It originates from the Chinese word dinkum, which means real gold from the Chinese who worked on the Australian gold fields in the 1800s. Oh wow. Oh wow. Oh wow. It's Monday morning and two colleagues meet in the lift And because they've got nothing to talk about I'm going to give them three words each to fuel their Monday morning blues So here you go Josh Thank you Here you go Christian Oh hey Christian 
Hey Josh, good morning. How are you? Good mate. How are you? Yeah, very good. Actually, I had a really good night. Yeah, it was uh, oh, yeah. my my anniversary with my wife. Oh, and, lovely. Uh, That's great. Yeah, we had a kind of night on the town, and I bought her twelve roses. <laughs> oh, good. Very good. That's <laughs> yeah. important. That's really nice. Yeah. And uh, did I you? Because I sometimes buy two dozen for my wife, but you just went with the single twelve. <laughs> yeah. Okay, that's fine, mate. That's fine. No worries. Um, yeah, just the twelve. I mean. The, the apartment afterwards is just an absolute... Dis- <laughs> it's just a disgrace, though. I think we're going to have to get some steam cleaning done. <laughs> well, actually, I, I my house was wrecked so bad, I just bought far too many flowers for my wife. So much so, we had to completely abandon the property and just surround it in temporary fencing. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I've got... I've got thoughts on temporary fencing. <laughs> That's for sure. Uh, I think it's ne- necessary, yeah. particularly for office spaces. Yes, it is. But you know, um, you know what's great—the new initiative they've brought in the new uh, gym downstairs. Are you going to use it? Do you reckon? Uh, only if it's got coffee capsules <laughs> yeah, at the gym. Yeah, it's important. Oh, okay, well, I don't think it's going to have coffee capsules, but I'm pretty sure they're going to have some dumbbells, which is really important for me. Oh, really? Um, yeah, yeah, because I like to lift weights and I just and like to drink the coffee at the gym. <laughs> yeah. um, also, I drove my new car here, and it's powered by charcoal. <laughs> Oh, wait, this is my stop. See you, mate. All right, see you, John. Uh, Bye, Chris. So I came across this change.org petition on the weekend, and the title of the change.org petition was Stop Wrapping Small Portions of Herbs, Vegetables, and Fruit in Plastic and Styrofoam. Yes. And that yes. was worded. Yeah, and there's, yes. yeah, it really was. And there was this... so much passion in that title. Stop it, please. <laughs> no, I love it. Please stop I love it. it. No, no, go, go for it with large portions, yeah, not yeah. the small portions. Yeah, yeah. So there's an impassioned plea from this person, and it made me think that People get really, really turned on um, regarding these kinds of petitions. So people will care about free-range eggs and free-range beef and pork. And I was wondering from you guys, do you guys try... Because I try and live as sustainable life as I can within reason. But do you guys put an effort into that stuff? Yeah, I'm 100% on the movement of just try a little bit. It's so little effort on your part needed. But I also think it comes down to like an educational thing. Like, were either of you educated on what you can recycle? I really don't think so. No, well, they at uni, I remember... Um, you go, old man brought, Josh. <laughs> go on. Back in the day. Yeah, they brought it in my time. Um, they actually started sticking the kinds of rubbish that goes in the bin on the bins just to make it yeah. clear of like, Brilliant. hey, particularly... And it was... The best thing about it was because like, you've always got an idea of like, oh, yeah, cardboards and papers. and But then you get the stuff like, oh, like a, a chip packet. Like yeah. the, the yeah. ones you get hot chips and you're like, oh, that's kind of like treated, but it's kind of cardboard. So they put actual stuff from the uni shops that yeah. you would actually buy. So awesome. you have a really clear one-to-one. I'm really confused about tea. Bags. So tea bags, I presume you can put them in waste, but there's that little stupid staple. And I feel like if there's a little staple like that, does that ruin the whole recyclability yeah, yeah, right. of a tea bag? Well, we, we got in trouble recently in our household because the council comes and checks people's rubbish. And like, yeah, yeah. And, and they were like, hey, you That's got- a thing? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, the council comes, checks the rubbish. Yeah. And then they go, hey, you guys aren't recycling well enough. You had this thing, this thing, this thing could have gone in your recycling. And I wanted to go, mm. yeah, we've got heaps of people in the house. Our recycling gets full. We want to get rid of the rubbish. Yeah. I'm not going to sit on recycling for another week, you know. Got to yeah. get it out the door. Make another dollar. Do you get, can, can, you, can you get fined? Uh, I don't know. Yes, you can. We've okay. been, we've been uh, given warnings here. You get three warnings. Really? The person yeah. who's really focused on living it's sustainably. My, we're at my mum's house. She's the, uh, the polluter. <laughs> She's the mass polluter of the family. 
She's so, one of the big polluters. Yeah, yeah. It goes America, China, India, and then my mum. Yeah. Big mum. Yeah. All the lobbyists for big mum. I really bought into that ugly fruit and vegetable campaign. And, and the idea behind it was, if you haven't caught up with it, in supermarkets, they have this pressure to sell only good-looking fruit and veg without blemishes and scratches and weird deformities. But in real in the real world, fruit and vegetables grow in weird ways. Yeah. And now there's this sudden like big supermarket chains like, oh, we sell real fruit and veg as well. <laughs> and you go, it's just dumb. Just sell the fruit and vegetables. Yeah. There shouldn't be this No, ridiculous- but the problem is then people come and rifle through and go, well, that's a gross one. I'm not going to get that. And that's yeah. when it gets left and gets thrown out at the end of the shift. It was that's ridiculous. That's why, Christian. I'm assuming, <laughs> I'm assuming you're referring to that TV show that was on The War on Waste where they go to farms. They went to this banana farm and they're these huge, huge bananas. Not that huge, but just think of a massive banana. It'll be funny. Yeah. Um, there's a hu- <laughs> the big banana. The big yeah, banana. Yeah, yeah. There's a huge banana and they just throw them out. Like they just shred them because they don't meet the shred standards. Them. Shred them, yeah. <laughs> they put them in a paper shredder. All, 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 the, all the sensitive bananas. Someone putting it in a typewriter, just like yeah, typing stuff onto a I banana. You're, you're redacting some of the bananas <laughs> on the bunch. <laughs> Oh, God. There's a whole, there's a whole uh, hand of bananas. It's got black bars yeah. across some of them. Sorry, don't look at those bananas. Yeah. It's confidential. Um, so, so they shred them and it just seems like this enormous waste. And then you think about the food that these African nations could do with. And you just think, of, it's unbelievable. We're growing perfectly good food that could be exported potentially. It's to do with the scale of the society these days. It's like we just balloon to a size that like to get food that cheaply that conveniently, there has to be downsides to it. If you want to get your freshly grown stuff every time, it's, it's not sustainable for such a huge society as we know it now. Mm. So let's change it. Yeah. Like this guy did, did you hear about this a while ago? A guy, he thought, I'm going to make a chicken sandwich from scratch. Literally oh, every right. single yes. thing. Yes. It took him six months and 1500 bucks. He milling he the bread, everything like the he bread. He distilled oh the God. salt from seawater. He did like absolutely everything from scratch. And yeah. his end result, when he tasted it, it's not bad. Yeah. But that was it. <laughs> it's a chicken sandwich. Yeah, yeah. What was the actual purpose of it? To understand where your food comes from, kind right? Of, yeah, something along those lines, that side of thing of like, oh, if I built this from scratch, what, you know, so much stuff you take for granted of the loaf of bread, yeah. the this, the that, mm. the chicken, da, 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 to like absolutely everything. It's very minute. Yeah. It's true because we, we don't know nowadays where stuff comes from. Like, you look around this room and there's lots of pictures of Christian well, as a well, child. Well, we'll look around this room. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone else look around your own room. Well, I was going to paint the picture, but you look around your room and have a look and you don't know where, where anything has come from. No. Everything's made in oh, China. We were t- oh, what were we talking about the other so night? Good. Yeah, we were at your place, Dion, and we were looking around the room and it was that thing of like, I don't know how that thing gets made. Yep. Yep. Like, it was a foam roller to like, you know, do yoga stuff with your back and you're like... I don't know what machine or what chemicals make up that thing and then produce it and or press who it. who made it. Yeah. yeah. I would ask, I would challenge. It's not even a challenge. I would I would plead with our listeners to please, before you go to bed, they only go for like 12, 15 minutes. Look up how it's made. Yeah. YouTube. Oh. And just watch any of them. The one for hot dogs is... <laughs> Insane! It's insane. It's like it's originally like a colorless paste that is just formed. Wow! It just makes you rethink. Like, oh, Oh. like I thought it was just freshly cut from the animal. (laughs) 
Does it stop you from eating hot dogs? I you bloody like... love a hot dog. <laughs> yeah. I feel like it um it encourages me to eat it <laughs> because now I know at least what I'm putting in my body. <laughs> I'm aware of the chemical composition. Just on the 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 chicken sandwich story, with regards to the bread, I was speaking to my granddad uh, a couple of say, weeks ago. Say it properly. Nonnu. Thank you. Speaking to my nonnu. <laughs> say it the way you say it, Josh. Nonnu. <laughs> uh, I was speaking to my nonnu uh, a couple of weeks ago, and he was saying how uh, this fascination with brown bread and wholemeal bread now as like organic is so strange to him because back when he was younger, it was all brown bread and organic and the expensive stuff was the white bread that only the rich families could afford because it was new and bleached and all so now it's this kind of thing that he sees how expensive brown bread is and goes that's just ridiculous that is he just calls it vintage retro bread (laughs) (laughs) but but then i was like that's really curious i couldn't believe that fact so i started to do a bit of research into this and i was like i'm going to confirm what my nonno has says this has just really marred he my ability to trust him because <laughs> in Australia and globally, white bread was introduced post-industrial revolution. <laughs> the years were between 1760 and 1840. So for white bread to be a new thing, <laughs> Nonnul would have to be at least 177 <laughs> years old. So I call bullshit on you, <laughs> Nonno. <laughs> really, really good. You know what's really, really good? Really, really good. You know what's really, really good? You know what's really good? Successfully using a working promo code when you're purchasing something online. (laughs) Really good. Really good. Really good. Really good. Do you know what's really good? Getting a parallel park perfect on the first try. Yes. Really good. Really good. Really good. You know what's really good? When someone challenges you to a game of tennis without knowing that you did 10 years of lessons as a kid. Really good. Really good. Really good. We love hearing you're really good, so we encourage you to post on our Really Good Fridays that happen every two weeks on our Facebook page. Do you know what Daniel Reutemann thinks is really good? When you have plans with someone who you really don't want to see and they cancel on you just before you're about to meet up. Really good, Daniel. Really good. Really good. And do you know what Ellen Bradley thinks is really good? When you get the 3 p.m. munchies and free cake is announced in the office. Really good. Really good. Really good, babe. And you know what Chris Neo thinks is really good? Making a purchase using loose change and having none left over. Really good. Really good. Thank you for listening to Welcome to Patchwork this week. We're slowly building our community of patchworkers and quilters. So if you'd like to subscribe on iTunes or look us up on Facebook, we post a bunch of good stuff. Um, Christian, what did you sew into your patch this week? This week, Dion, I sewed into my patch the President of the United States being handed an urgent and very confidential banana. Josh, what did you sew into your patch? Uh, my patch this week is a CD compilation inspired by V8 <laughs> supercars called A Full Take of Rock. <laughs> 
at Dion, what patch are you sewing in this week? Uh, my patch this week is a stitching of Christian's parents looking very proud with smiles on their faces while Christian and his sister vomit into the same <laughs> toilet. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Welcome to Patchwork this week. I've been Dion. I've been Josh. And I've been Christian. Goodbye. 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 Quick aside, John. Uh, John. <laughs> Just a quick aside, Josh. You're like <laughs> that old guy in the Easter egg. <laughs> Just a- John. <laughs> you said it seriously. <laughs> oh no. So good. Oh hey, Christian. <laughs> <laughs> you both have had trouble. Oh you. <laughs> hey mate, good to see you. Oh uh, wait, let's start again. Let's start again. Wait, wait. That's quite wait. funny. Yeah. <laughs>